Coming up on the Keto Cam Podcast, we discuss your innate intelligence, the wisdom inside of your human body, and how to use ancient healing strategies to tap into it so you could thrive. Let's do this. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. I am very pumped up for today's special episode. I believe it's going to make a big difference in your life, so take notes Listen to it over and over and over or watch the video format as well on our YouTube channel. This is a full lecture I gave recently in Louisville, Kentucky at Keto Palooza 2022. Let's first of all acknowledge how awesome that event was. Shout out to Autumn and her husband Richard Weathers and the entire team that put on that event. I loved it. It was my first time there. I was grateful to share the stage with other just extraordinary speakers, and I hung out there. It was just awesome. And I hired a videographer, the, my go-to guy, David, the video ninja. I flew him out to Louisville, Kentucky from Las Vegas, where he lives, because I knew I wanted to record this, professionally record the full lecture so I could give it to you today. So yes, I paid a few thousand, and it was worth it, because now it is available, and I'm gonna share it with you on today's episode. First and foremost, I get into disease, why disease is on the rise. I'm going to share some really disgusting stats with you, and then we're going to get into root cause medicine versus symptom chasing and what the meaning of symptoms actually are and why I have a different perspective and a different premise on your symptoms. Your symptoms are a good thing. You'll hear about that. And we're going to dive deep into the innate intelligence and why your genes are not your destiny and why epigenetics rules. There's actually, I'm going to play a video that it would be better for you to watch, but you could benefit just by hearing it. It's a study all about epigenetics. So we're going to get into epigenetics and you're going to love the breakdown on that. And it's going to help you feel in control. 99% of disease and symptoms is epigenetics under your control. Less than 1% is just straight up genetics. Then we get into the mighty mitochondria and how to use ketosis to create more mitochondria. This is called mitogenesis. And at the same time, lower free radicals via mitochondrial uncoupling. I'm going to get into some studies that show the benefits of what I call ketopia, how ketones raise glutathione and protect your DNA from oxidative stress, how ketones repair the inner, inner mitochondrial membrane, how ketones turn on the CERT1 gene, and also how ketones could help with certain diseases in the brain because certain diseases and neurons and other brain and nerve cells can have a problem with transporting glucose into the cell and essentially these cells starve and die. 
So we'll get into how ketones could help with diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, uh, and Down syndrome and type 1 and type 2 diabetes and, and many, many others. I'll get into the history of ketosis and why I believe burning fat is our birthright and why keto is not a diet. I'll get into vegetable oils, seed oils, and some research on that and how disgusting it is for ourselves. And I'm also going to share my favorite fats and cooking oils for keto, what I do at a restaurant to avoid vegetable oil, uh, why I believe supporting your liver on keto is so important, and I'm going to give you ways to do that. And then I'm going to get into mindset, vitamin G, gratitude, how to master your thoughts, how your thoughts communicate with your cells, and much more. So I hope you love today's episode. Again, you could watch the video format on YouTube with the slides. And if you want my slides, just email me support at ketocamp.com, camp with the K, and request the Keto Palooza slides and I'll give them to you. There's also exciting news here because they're bringing back Keto Palooza in 2023. It's going to take place October 6th through October 8th. 2023, same location, the Galt House in Louisville, Kentucky, and tickets just went on sale over at ketopalooza.com. I'm going to drop that link down below. I would I would recommend get your tickets secured right now and figure out your travel plans right now. The earlier, the better. I love the event. You're going to love it too. So go to ketopalooza.com and snag your ticket for next year's event. I have something exciting to share with you. We are going to be hosting another free seven-day keto challenge, and this is going to be our best one yet. We've done this in the past, and we've had people join from all over the world, and for seven days, we're going to take a deep dive into the science of keto, the science of intermittent fasting, but not only that, we're going to get into the carnivore diet, how to practice keto flexing for long-term results. What about insulin resistance and diabetes? How do you do keto and fasting for that? What if you're a woman versus a man? How do you do it differently? We'll get into that. And we have confirmed special guest speakers for this upcoming challenge, and I'm going to reveal them right now. So the challenge starts on January 9th, 2023, which is a Monday, when what a perfect way to start the year off with me and my special guest. So here are our confirmed speakers for our next challenge. We have Dr. Mindy Pels, who is a rock star. She just released her new book, Fast Like a Girl, and she's a leading authority on how to practice intermittent fasting for women, and she's gonna talk about that during the challenge. Our second speaker is Dr. Daniel Pampa, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, my personal mentor. He's going to come on and talk about diet variation and fasting strategies, and he's going to blow your mind and teach you how incredible the human body is. Next, we have Megan Ramos. Megan is a dear friend of mine, and she works hand-in-hand with Dr. Jason Fung, and she's going to come on and teach you how to practice ketosis and intermittent fasting to reverse type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance. And our final confirmed speaker is Dr. Boz. You probably follow her on her amazing YouTube channel. Dr. Annette Boz has been on the show before, and she's going to come on during this challenge and teach you all about testing your blood glucose levels, A1C, what does it mean, how to uh, get the right test done, and how to use ketone fasting for brain health, and how to overcome addiction, diabetes, depression, and autoimmune problems. 
We have some other special speakers and surprises that I'm not going to reveal yet. And we are giving away over $10,000 in free prizes for those who join us from our official sponsors. We're going to give away six months worth of coffee from Purity Coffee, a Redmond's Real Salt and Electrolyte Bundle. We're going to give away a bundle from Paleo Valley. We're going to give away boxes of good ideas, functional sparkling water. We're going to give away health codes, keto shakes, kettle and fire bone broth, kinetic exogenous ketone bottles, and pure form supplements, and a one-year membership to our signature program, the Keto Camp Academy. That alone is $4,000 in retail. So if you wanna join us for seven days and qualify to win these free prizes and watch our amazing speakers, this is for you. Let's start 2023 off with a bang. Starts January 9th and it finishes on January 16th. All you need to do is go to ketocampchallenge.com. Remember, camp is spelled with a K ketocampchallenge.com or click the link in the podcast notes below and register your free spot. It is completely free. You have a couple of options to upgrade your experience. Other than that, it is free and I can't wait to have you on this challenge. It is gonna be our best one yet. And yes, you could join from anywhere in the world. It is not only in, in the United States. You could join from anywhere. All you need is internet access and access to Facebook. KetoCampChallenge.com, I can't wait to start the new year off with you. Okay, let's go right into this lecture from Keto Palooza. Enjoy. Hello. I got the after lunch crowd. <laughs> My name is Ben, and I am your friend. In the next 50 minutes, we're in for quite a ride, and I'm gonna go fast. I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of slides, and if you want my slides, email me, we'll get them to you in case you miss something, because there's a lot of groundwork to cover. So my email is support at ketocamp.com, camp with the K. If anybody wants all the slides, we'll send that to you. I'm gonna be talking about the innate intelligence, harnessing the wisdom of the human body with ancient healing strategies. First things first, let's give a big clap for Autumn, Richard, and everybody that's a part of this organization. The vendors, the speakers, everything that went on here. Thank you so much for putting this together. These live events, nothing could substitute this. Zoom is great, StreamYard is great, but this is where it's at right here. And the other speakers have been amazing. I'm excited to share, get off stage, and watch the rest of the speakers. So let's get right into this. I want to start here, different topic, but I'm from Iran. My parents were born in Iran. They immigrated to America. I was blessed to be born in America. And there's a lot of craziness happening in Iran. And I just want to dedicate my talk to the people of Iran, to the people of any country who doesn't have the freedom we have in America. We live in the greatest country in the world. And Masha Amini, 22-year-old woman who didn't wear the coverings and she didn't wear loose clothing and the police ended up killing her in Iran. And there's major protests there. They're, my cousins are sending me videos on WhatsApp. They're cutting off their power. And I share that because I know it's not just Iran, it's many other countries. And what an amazing blessing to live in America. The greatest country in the world. And I just wanna have maybe all of us, our collective thoughts and prayers for the people of Iran and any other country, Ukraine, any other country that's going through something tough right now. So that, my talk is dedicated to Iran and any, any country out there struggling right now. 
If you've ever been impacted by heart disease or cancer, please stand up right now. Whether you know somebody who has had heart disease or cancer, or it's you, if you've ever been impacted throughout your life, just stand up for a second. Take a, just a brief look around. Scan the room real quick. 90% plus, right? You can sit back down. Every time I do this, 90% plus. I've done it several times. Many of you probably have seen me do it before. 90% plus. Why is disease on the rise? Are we doomed by our genetics? Are we victims of our history? The stats are disgusting. One in three women in America will be diagnosed with cancer within their lifetime. For men, one in two. At least 60% of Americans, adult Americans, are diabetic or pre-diabetic. It's probably a lot higher because people are not testing A1Cs and fasting insulins and they don't have CGMs. By the year 2032, one in two children will be born on the autism spectrum, according to CDC projections. Nurse Cindy gave a great few slides on this, but Harvard is predicting by the year 2030, 50%, half the American adult population will be classified as obese. Not just overweight, actually classified clinically as obese. Why is disease on the rise? This is a question we should be asking because we could get to the solution. Well, here's one reason. Hospital food. Have you ever thought about the crap given to patients in hospitals? Just think about this. A patient that has cancer, getting chemotherapy in their hospital bed, nurse comes in, with food that's processed frankenfood that creates inflammation that led her into that hospital in the first place. Is it backwards? If you've ever been to a hospital, you've seen fast food chains like McDonald's and Burger King inside of the hospitals. Doctors take breaks to go and eat fast food and then go tend to their patients. Sometimes patients go and take breaks and enter the fast food restaurants in Hospitals, fast food restaurants in hospitals. I know you all get it, but when we see our friends and family, they don't see the connection here. There's a huge disconnect. So we know things are backwards. And here's a chart from Tufts University that just came out with your, their recommendations on what you should eat. All right, watermelon, kale, that should be encouraged, they say. Frosted mini wheats. Honey Nut Cheerios, but look at the bottom to be minimized. Eggs with butter and ground beef. Complete opposite, really. You just turn it upside down and you're in the right direction. That's usually the way it goes, right? Do the opposite of what they tell you. And Nina Teicholz, who many of you know, she wrote the book, of, um, The Big Fat Surprise. I got to share the stage with her last week in New York City with Robert Sykes, too. He was there. And here's what she said about that food compass I just showed you. It gives the top ratings to Cheerios, Lucky Charms, and Cocoa Pops. It is absurd on the face of it. In all, nearly 70 brand name cereals from General Mills, Kellogg's, and Post are ranked twice as high as eggs cooked in butter or a piece of, or a piece of plain whole wheat toast. What kind of dystopian world has nutrition science entered into whereby a university, a peer-reviewed journal, and one of the field's most influential leaders legitimize 
advice telling the public to eat more Lucky Charms and fewer eggs. I'm gonna just continue here. That's a gentleman, and he's consulting with the White House, by the way. They had a meeting this week, and that's where they're leading towards. You've seen it with the vegan propaganda. So we need to be our own advocate. And like Dr. Barry shares, shares all the time, like you all have a story, we need to share it. It's a grassroots effort here. Human beings are the only species smart enough to create their own food and dumb enough to actually eat it. <laughs> the Frankenfoods and the Frankenfood mafias. I see the signs, facts, yes. Truth is, a cured patient is a lost customer. Unfortunately, that's the truth. What if doctors got paid for keeping their patients healthy? Hmm, that's an interesting idea. I see the signs, I love it. Let's talk real quick about, okay, symptoms versus root cause. And when I say symptoms, we could talk about cancer, diabetes, obesity, autoimmune disease, there's thousands of symptoms. But are symptoms the actual problem or are symptoms actually a good thing? This is gonna be a little bit of a paradigm shift for many of you. But imagine the scenario. Last night somebody had an entire pizza, an entire pineapple, two slices of cheesecake, spaghetti and meatballs, 200 prunes, 50 strawberries, a pound of cheese, and let's say I want some good bacteria, let's throw in some sauerkraut. I know, it sounds disgusting, right? But imagine somebody did this, hypothetical. So she wakes up the next morning, and she has symptoms, obviously. She has acid reflux, she has gas, bloating, her stomach is in pain. So what does she do? Okay, I have all these symptoms, let me go reach out to my conventional medical doctor and make an appointment and explain all of these symptoms. Doc, I'm dealing with acid reflux, bloating, constipation, and the doctor's listening, and the doctor says, no worries. Here's a prescription for an antacid, anti-flatulence, and five other medications. Go on, take that, and go on with your way. But the symptoms that she was having, the symptoms that many of us have, are they the problem or actually feedback from the innate intelligence? Feedback from the innate intelligence showing you Something is out of homeostasis, let's bring it back to balance. If, you were, if anybody drove here and you're on a road trip and that check engine light turns on, let's look at that as a symptom, that is amazing that we see that check engine light. Thank God, we don't just ignore it and keep driving, we pull the car over, open up the hood, figure out what the cause is. That's what symptoms are. They are a beautiful gift from your innate intelligence showing you something is off. Let's find the cause. If this doctor would have just asked the lady, what did you eat? Don't eat that again. Problem solved instead of five medications. I see the signs, right? Right on. It's true. The illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. I have so much respect for Cindy and all the other speakers, Dr. Barry and guys like Dr. Fung and medical doctors, doctors who have gone through the conventional system or nurses and practitioners who have gone through the conventional system, seeing the writing on the wall and making that difficult choice and decision to go the other direction, which is the learn, unlearn, and relearn part. And that it's always changing. We're always unlearning and relearning. Einstein said intellectuals solve problems, geniuses prevent them. That's what we want to do. We want to be proactive, not just reactive and chase symptoms, right on. So there's two types of people in this world. The 97% looking for shortcuts, 
toxic pills and surgery, fad diets, 97% of the population are living one year 70 times. 3% of the population are living 120 years. 97% of the population are chasing symptoms. They've got the stinking thinking. They don't understand there's an effect because of a cause. They're looking for shortcuts and band-aids. They're not looking for lifestyle changes. They're victims of their circumstances. But then we have the three percenters. How many of you are three percenters? Raise your hand. Yeah, that's right, because we're in Kentucky learning about keto on a Saturday. You are a three percenter. <laughs> three percenters understand cause and effect. Three percenters are what Einstein called geniuses. Three percenters understand if I have a symptom, let's not chase the symptom. Let's look at the cause. Amen. Three percenters get diagnosed with a terminal illness and tell their doctor, actually, your ability to help me is terminal, and they go on to heal themselves. Three percenters are world changers. The goal is to have a presentation where I could say, there's a 50-50 split now. Or maybe we flip the whole thing, and 97% of the population goes on the right side. That would be an amazing thing to see in this world. Let's talk about the amazing innate intelligence. It's the wisdom of your human body, right? For many, many years, doctors and scientists believed that your genetics were your destiny. Hey, you got diabetes in your family? It's not your fault. It's bad luck, and it's just a matter of time before you have di diabetes, but we can manage it. That was the premise. Your genes are your destiny. But then we had a gentleman named Dr. Bruce Lipton who came on the scene. He's a world-renowned cell biologist. I've had him on my Keto Camp podcast. He wrote a fantastic book called The Biology of Belief. And he's like, I'm going to challenge that premise that your genes are your destiny. So what did he do? He looked at cells, and he would remove the DNA nucleus from cells and observe what would happen next. And surprising to him, the cells went on to function normally, even with the DNA nucleus removed for two months or even longer showing that it's not the DNA that's running the show. Something is controlling the DNA. Something is controlling the body and the cells. So he decided to remove the membranes, which is that lipid bilayer around the cells, made up of protein, saturated fat, and cholesterol. Bad words to your doctor. He removed that instant death. The membrane. Life begins and ends at the cell membrane. The membrane is a bodyguard for your DNA and your cells. And it tells your DNA to upregulate genes or downregulate genes. I'm going to show you some cool things in a minute to really explain this. But it's the membrane we want to support. He calls it the membrane, the intelligence of the cells. You have these integral membrane proteins. We're going to call them receptor sites that are integrated into your membranes, into your cells. Think of those as cell phone antennas, receiving signals, hormones, and nutrients, and oxygen. And this is good stuff for going in, bad stuff is getting out, like toxins. So I'm going to share with you why genes, it doesn't matter if you have cancer that runs in your family or autoimmune disease, you have control. And Dr. Bruce Lipton believes 99% control over disease. This study on identical mice is super interesting. They took identical mice, introduced one of them to a toxin, BPA, and the other one didn't receive that toxin. The one who got the BPA became obese. The other one did not. Same set of genes. 
and I'm going to show you a quick video on how this works. Before I, actually, before I get to that, um, let me show you the video first. Check this out. Well, these mice may hold a clue. Their DNA is as identical as Anna Marie and Clotilde's, despite the differences in their color and size. The human who studies them is Duke University's Randy Jurdle. So Randy, I see here you have skinny mice and fat mice. What have you done in this lab? Well, these animals are actually genetically identical. The fat ones and the skinny ones? That's correct. Because these are huge. They're huge. Uh, can we weigh them to find sure. out? So if you take, this is... Looks I'm like not, they can barely walk. They, they can't walk too much. They're not going to be running very far. So that's so that, about 63 grams? 63 grams. Let's look at the other one. So it's half the weight. Right. This gets even more mysterious when you realize that these identical mice both have a particular gene called agouti. But in the yellow mouse, it stays on all the time, causing obesity. <laughs> Just look at this. So what accounts for the thin mouse? Exercise? Atkins? No, a tiny chemical tag of carbon and hydrogen called a methyl group has affixed to the agouti gene, shutting it down. Living creatures possess millions of tags like these. Some, like methyl groups, attach to genes directly, inhibiting their function. Other types grab the proteins, called histones, around which genes coil and tighten or loosen them to control gene expression. Distinct methylation and histone patterns exist in every cell, constituting a sort of second genome, the epigenome. Epigenetics literally translates into just meaning above the genome. So if you would think, for example, of the genome as being like a computer, the hardware of, the, of, of a computer, the epigenome would be like the software that tells the computer when to work, how to work, and how much. That's how epigenetics works, right? And it's super interesting because the mice have the same genes, but different environmental factors played in the, into that, right? So think of genes as a Christmas tree, right? You can turn on the lights or dim down those lights. We have control. You've probably heard genes load the gun. You decide whether or not you pull the trigger. And this is so empowering because if cancer or autoimmune disease or diabetes runs in your family, your genes are not your destiny. I want everybody to say this together with me. My genes are not my destiny. One more time. My genes are not my destiny. That's right. Amen. So here's how it works. An environmental stimulus binds to those receptor sites that I showed you, and then a chemical reaction inside the cell reaches that DNA nucleus, and a gene becomes expressed. If it's a healthy environmental stimulus, it's an anti-inflammatory gene. If it's an unhealthy, unhealthy environmental stimulus, then it's an inflammatory protein. So if you want to get well, you got to fix the cell. That's what my mentor, Dr. Pompa, told me many years ago, and he's right. Let's talk about that. The mighty mitochondria. Basic understanding, it's an energy factory producing energy, ATP. It takes glucose, fatty acids, amino acids, produces energy. Great. There's also a second job to the mitochondria. There's an intelligence 
in the mitochondria. And there's a gentleman named Dr. Robert Navio who has a lot of research on mitochondria being a surveillance system in your body looking for threats. When I say threats, stressors, chemical, emotional, physical, mental stressors. And if there's too much stress and your body can't adapt to this, the mitochondria go into this cellular danger response, lowering energy, leading to a lot of symptoms. So there's a second role to the mitochondria. It doesn't just produce energy like a mindless factory. It actually has an intelligence. <clears throat> so how big is your stress bucket, right? If your stress bucket is really full, the mitochondria, in order to preserve its life and the human body's life, will shut down energy and lead to problems. But keto is a fantastic way to help with that. I'm going to get into that shortly. It's estimated by the year, age of 70 years old, 70% of mitochondria is damaged or lost. So let's talk about eliminating cellular threats with ancient healing strategies. My presentation has two ancient healing strategies we're going to dive into. The first one is ketosis, the great land of ketosis, as I like to call it. Let's talk about this. Which option is going to get you farther on your road trip? The one on the left or the one on the right? Of course, the one on the right. Well, that's because ketones produce more energy, and it produces more energy because it creates more mitochondria. One molecule of glucose, 36 to 32, 32 to 36 ATP. One molecule of ketones, 120 to 160 ATP. So about 400% more energy because it signals. Ketones communicate with your mitochondria to create more strength, strengthen those mitochondria for a healthy, more robust mitochondria. So more energy, which is a good thing. But when your cells are stuck burning sugar, before we started keto, when we were sugar burners, it's a lot of free radicals, a lot of reactive oxygen species. Your body, your cells can't keep up with it. Cells create waste. If I burned firewood and there was smoke, you would have to get rid of that. Your cells actually create waste as well. It needs to get out of the membranes and detoxify. But when you're stuck burning sugar, it's like having one firefighter for an entire building on fire. It can't keep up with the free radicals. When you're in ketosis, it's like having a set of firefighters on call 24 seven to clean out the junk, to clean out the smoke. That's why you see study after study after study after study, I could keep going, on how ketones extend lifespan, reduce inflammation, and you've noticed it yourself. You don't even need a study. How do you feel, right? You feel damn good. And there's a process that is called mitochondrial uncoupling. Dr. Gundry shared a lot about this on my podcast, but imagine a pressure cooker. You have all this steam built up when you're cooking food in a pressure cooker, but you have that release valve to get rid of it. This is kind of what's happening at the cellular level with ketones and the mitochondria. So who do you want protecting your cells? McLovin from Superbad Movie or the Secret Service? So I'll choose the ketones. Uh, let's talk about other benefits of ketopia. Um, those are some studies right there in the bottom, but it raises uh, intracellular glutathione, which protects your cells. It's a master antioxidant, protects your DNA from oxidative stress, reduces inflammation and its markers. You've probably seen that with your lab markers year after year. Protects the mitochondria, the inner membrane. I spoke about that. Increases cellular energy. I spoke about that. Makes you more metabolically efficient. And that's why we say it's a cleaner source versus sugar or fat. It's also turning on the sirtuin-1 gene, which actually protects the telomeres, which protects your DNA. And I could go on and on and on. 
and also certain diseases. There's neurons and other brain and nerve cells that can be a problem with transporting glucose into the cell and essentially starve and die. Martha Carlin knows all about this. Uh, our next speaker, Amy, knows all about this. But we have all these diseases that are on the rise. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, on and on and on. You have traumatic brain injuries, like what happened if you follow football, the Miami Dolphins quarterback, like that happened to him two days ago, traumatic brain injury on the field. But ketones actually could help with this because here are the stats. By 2020, oh, in 2020, 5.8 million Americans were living with Alzheimer's. The number of people living with this disease doubles every five years beyond the age of 65. This number is projected to triple to 14 million by 2060. Ketones can be taken up by neurons that cannot use glucose. So that's why you have a lot of researchers and books out there that are showing the benefits of ketones for the brain, especially in these individuals. Allow me to take a moment to talk to you about this metabolic wellness drink called Good Idea. I've been using Good Idea, and the taste is great. But more importantly, I love that it's made with clean ingredients that has been tested and proven effective in clinical trials. Good Idea contains a unique blend of amino acids and chromium picolinate that have been shown to reduce the blood sugar response to meals. As we know, balanced blood sugar means better energy, less cravings, improved metabolism, and a better mood. It's all about postprandial glucose, meaning how well controlled is your glucose after eating a meal. The taste of Good Idea is mild and refreshing, kind of like lighter sparkling water. I personally can't get enough of it. Me and my fiance Natasha go through cases every single month. And the great thing about the good folks over at Good Idea is that they gave me a promo code for Keto Camp Podcast listeners. So if you head to goodidea.us and use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout, you'll get 10% off your Good Idea drinks. That is K-E-T-O-K-A-M-P, no space in between. Go to goodidea.us or click the link down below, and it would be a good idea to go get your good idea. We know that babies that are breastfed are in ketosis. Burning fat is our primal birthright. Saturated fat and cholesterol are in breast milk. And yeah, there's glucose, but the baby is so efficient at utilizing that glucose it goes in and out of ketosis. Burning fat is our primal birthright. We were designed to burn fat. This is a great quote from Henderson, 2008. Throughout much of human evolution, ketosis likely served as a valuable survival mechanism to fuel brain metabolism during times of food scarcity. Hence, in some ways, the modern diet, aka the standard American diet, can be considered keto deficient. So when we look at this study from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, I looked at over 8,000 people in the matter of several years to determine how healthy or how unhealthy is the American population, they determined that only 12% of American adults are healthy. Let's say that a different way. 88% of American adults are metabolically unhealthy. This was in 2018. Then COVID happened. You think it got better or worse? Definitely got worse. But I'm going to rewrite the study and say this. 88% of American adults are in a keto deficiency they could really use this metabolic process, which is ketosis. So keto is not a fad diet. If you want to talk about fad diets, it's the standard American diet. Keto has been around forever. It's a metabolic process. This is the new boy around the block. This is what's getting people sick. 
And we see this with the dietary recommendations year after year. So I'm going to get into why keto might not be working for you right now and what to do about it. Some of you know, raise your hand if you know where I'm getting at right here, if you've seen me talk about this before. Oh, cool. Only a couple of you. Great. I interviewed two incredible resources in our space. Dr. Kay Shanahan, who was the nutritionist for the Los Angeles Lakers when Kobe Bryant used to play there. She also wrote fantastic books like Fat Burn Fix and Deep Nutrition. And a MIT professor who wrote a great book called The PEO Solution, all about omega-6 fats. And um, he's, he's probably done the most research on omega-6 fats. So I interviewed them both. But let's start with Peskin. I said, hey, Brian Peskin. I was actually having lunch with him in Miami during this interview. And I'm like, hey, if somebody ate vegetable oils every day versus smoking cigarettes every day, like, what do you think is worse? So he's a very analytical guy, and he's thinking, well, if you compile all the stats on smoking cigarettes, and let's say somebody smoked two packs of cigarettes every day for 28 years in a row, every day for 28 years straight, the chances of them developing lung cancer within those 28 years, he says, it is, it's about 16%, right? So he said it's about 16%. But then he said, if somebody ate these cooked vegetable oils every single day, for 28 years, the chances of them developing cancer or heart disease is about 86% within those 28 years. Look, that's just one man's research. He's also combining all types of cancer and heart disease versus just lung cancer, but still a very telling share. But I asked Dr. Kay Shanahan, I shared this exactly with her, the stats, and I said, Dr. Kay, does that 86% of disease line up with your research? You know what she said? It's actually closer to 100% disease. Those are powerful statements from well-researched people. And she always says, PUFAs go poof. That's what they're called, polyunsaturated fats. They go poof, they oxidize. They're inflammatory, they're very unstable. I'm gonna show you why. How many of you have seen this video? Raise your hand. <laughs> Autumn loves this video, okay. You could just go on YouTube and type in how canola oil is made, but here's how it's made, and this is pretty much everywhere. Check this out. So I think, this is the opposite of the proper human diet, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I made some TikTok videos about this. And a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, that's disgusting. I'm going to stop eating it, which is great. But some people were like, such a beautiful process. I can't wait to go buy some canola and support this amazing process. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's called linoleic acid, omega-6. The half-life, it's estimated that if you removed all these fats bad fats today, half of it will still remain in your body after two years. So here's the list. Canola, corn, soybean, cottonseed, safflower, peanut, sunflower, grapeseed, throwing fish oil in there, and rice bran oil. These are very unstable fats. Not all omega-6 fats are bad. It's the processing of them. So I don't want to throw out the baby with the bath water, but usually you're going to find these processed and they're going to be bad for you. Here are the swaps. Stable monounsaturated fats and saturated fats, such as olive oil. Let's not cut real olive oil in a glass dark jar or bottle. Real avocado oil, not cut. You got to find those things out because they're getting a little tricky these days. Grass-fed butter and ghee, duck fat, good old-fashioned lard, coconut oil and beef tallow. My favorite is actually beef tallow these days. 
But all these are much better than polyunsaturated fats. Here's what I do at restaurants, because they're at all restaurants. 98% of restaurants cooking these bad fats, even the most fanciest restaurants. So here's what I do, and you could adopt this if you want. The waiter comes over, what can I, what's your order today? Can I ask you a question? What do you cook your, your food in? What oils do you use? We use olive oil. Oh, nice. Is it cut with anything? Yes, soybean oil. Oh, we're actually all allergic to vegetable oils at this table. All of us are allergic. Can you use butter or real olive oil that's not cut? Let me go check with the chef. And usually they do it. But I say I'm allergic. Because if you just say it's preference, how do you know they're doing it or not? But they don't want to get sued. Now, am I lying to them? We're all, we're all pretty allergic to it, aren't we, right? So that's what I do. You might want to adopt that. We're all, and I do it for the whole table. My fiance gets a little uncomfortable, but it's worth it. If it sticks around for two years, it's worth it, right? Definitely worth it, yes. All right, um, something that's really important on keto, or not even doing keto, but just in general, is the liver function and bile, the production of bile and the important role of the liver. So if you're taking notes, write this down in your notes. Liver is the soccer mom organ. Liver is the soccer mom organ. Why do I call her that? Soccer moms do everything for us. Liver does so many things for us as well. But our poor liver, we beat her up with medications and toxins and alcohol and processed carbs, and now we have this thick bile. And bile is used to break down fat, to assimilate vitamins A, D, E, and K. Bile is used for detoxification. So when you do keto and increase the fat, when you do carnivore and increase the fat, but you can't break it down, a lot of people feel rough, and I see this a lot in my community. So bitters for the liver, depending on if you're doing carnivore or not, these could fit or not, but bitters for the liver. And this is a whole list here. Any of these would be great. Apple cider vinegar is a keto powerhouse because not only does it help thin bile, but it also helps with postprandial glucose. And then here's some additional liver support. Coffee enemas, castor oil packs. I wear one usually every night at home. Uh, PC pushes, which is phosphatidylcholine, bile salts, and vitamin C from organ meats. Vitamin C is terrific for bile. So any of these could support the liver as an additional bile hack. Before I get into my next part, and I have enough time, I love it, I am hosting an online challenge. It's a seven-day challenge, completely free, and we're giving away over $8,000 in prizes, and I'm gonna go live for two hours every day for seven days, and I'd love for you to join. Yeah, thank you, yeah. You know about the commitment, Rachel. Um, so you could either use that little QR scan or go to ketocampchallenge.com and be a part of it. They're amazing. We get thousands of people on here. It's going to be a seven-day keto carnivore fasting masterclass. Uh, so much information that I don't have time to go into today, and I'd love for you to join. It's going to be awesome. Hey, Keto Camper, I want to interrupt this episode real quick and let you know about a product I've been using to reduce inflammation and to get better sleep. When it comes to the CBD space, it is like the wild, wild west. And the company I've discovered is Dr. Phillips Formulations. It is pure, safe, potent, and yes, it's formulated by a doctor. They bring over 20 years of medical experience to their CBD oil. They have a proprietary formulation which combines pure, high-quality ingredients with the knowledge of a board-certified physician. They have tinctures that are internationally certified for non-GMO, and here's what they also have, keto CBD fruit chews. Yes, they are keto friendly. 
they taste delicious, and they're a great way to reduce inflammation in the body. If you want to get your hands on these CBD tinctures and keto fruit chews, head over to drphillipscbd.com. That is D-R-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S-C-B-D.com. We will also put a link for you in the podcast notes down below. Okay, let's get back to this episode. All right, ancient healing strategy number two. I love that Robert spoke about this and always speaks about this. The mental six-pack, the inner size. This is how you change your life for the better. Success in all areas of life is 95% mindset, 5% strategy. Now that strategy needs to be great, but it's really what's happening on the inside. We are only limited by weakness of attention and poverty of imagination. Neville Goddard said this a very long time ago. So what exactly does this mean? We have the conscious mind, you're aware of it, you're aware of things that are happening, you're aware of those thoughts, but you have the subconscious mind. And weakness of attention, it's all these distractions out there. Mainstream news, I call it fear porn. Social media, friends, family, coworkers telling you keto's not good for you, you're gonna have a heart attack, you're eating red meat, oh my gosh, the, who was it? Was it Rachel saying when she's buying bacon, they're like, are you going to survive today? <laughs> yeah, it, that's a distraction. Billboards, TV commercials, social media, I already mentioned that. We are being bombarded. So that's one area, but also the thoughts are so important. You don't get what you want in life, you get what you are. And what you are are your thoughts. They did studies to determine how many thoughts does the average human being have every single day? And they determine that it's upwards of 60,000 thoughts every single day. 60,000 thoughts every single day. And 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts from yesterday. And 85% of those thoughts, negative thoughts, thinking, thinking. If you're thinking is thinking, your dreams are shrinking. So how many of you talk to yourself every day? Raise your hand. You're the only one who listens to you. So majority of you raised your hand, but some of you didn't raise your hand. You're thinking, do I talk to myself? I'm not sure. I think I talk to myself. I might talk to myself. We do. We have 60,000 conversations each day. But choose wisely, because I'm going to share with you some crazy things here. But here's the deal. George Bernard Shaw said, 2% of the population think, 3% of the population think they think, and 95% of the population would rather die than think. Mental activity is not the same thing as thinking. I mentioned that 90% of our thoughts from today are the same from yesterday. We're not creating original thoughts. We're not thinking outside of the box. We're going through the motion. Not us, but the 97%ers that I mentioned earlier. Dr. Bruce Lipton has shown your thoughts communicate with your DNA, with your membranes. He has shown your DNA produces a specific protein based off of your thoughts. If it's a negative thought, why am I so ugly? Why do I, I hate myself? Whatever stinking thinking thought, that protein that's produced by your DNA is an inflammatory protein. But if it's a loving thought, if it's a grateful thought, right, Jess? If it's a abundant thought, that signal sent to your DNA 
is an anti-inflammatory protein. It puts your body in an anti-inflammatory state. You produce dopamine and serotonin and neurotransmitters that put your body in this calm, oxytocin, this calm state. This means if you have 60,000 thoughts every single day, you have 60,000 opportunities to put your body in a healing state every single day. How incredible is that? Amen to that, right? Thoughts become things. My mentor, Bob Proctor, said this all the time. Thoughts become things. If you, could hold, if you could see it in your mind, you could hold it in your hands. So this is going to kind of get into some woo-woo stuff here. But I like woo-woo. I don't know about you, but I'll, let's talk about it. So this book came out several years ago. It was a New York Times bestseller. Dr. Emoto looked at photographs. Um, well, he used a technology called magnetic resonance analogy technology and high-speed photographs, looking at water crystals with the word written next to the water crystal. So here's what he did. If that word, that note said love and gratitude, the water crystal formed into this beautiful formation. If it read, you disgust me, it formed into this disgusting creation. Eternal, beautiful crystal. Peace, beautiful crystal. Evil, look at what it did to it. This is just putting water on a table writing a note with these words, and then viewing what happens to the chemical structure of the water, okay? And why is this important, Ben? This is just water. Well, the human body is 7% water at least. Think of all the thoughts and what you're saying to yourself. Maybe on your bottle of water, you write the words, I love myself, or I love you. No, it's woo-woo, but hey, I'm okay with the woo-woo. You are the most influential person you'll speak to today. That is a fact. So make sure that conversation you're having is a good one. It's a great one. Your environment determines your thoughts. This is why I love being in this environment and being with you all and Autumn and Richard and just all the other speakers because you become your environment and your environment determines those thoughts. And here's a powerful illustration on how important it is to choose your environment, like Robert was saying. Here you go. Training fleas requires a glass jar with a lid. The fleas are placed inside the jar and the lid is then sealed. They are left undisturbed for three days. Then, when the jar is opened, the fleas will not jump out. In fact, the fleas will never jump higher than the level set by the lid. Their behavior is now set for the rest of their lives. And when these fleas reproduce, their offspring will automatically follow their example. Whoa. Their offspring followed their example that our environment determines our thoughts, our thoughts determine our actions, our actions determine our results. So how can we choose a better environment? Well, there's something called crabs in a bucket, and there's crabs in our life, and this is a perfect example of how to get those crabs out of your life. Let me share this with you. You could put 50 crabs in a bucket without a lid, leave that bucket overnight, come back in the morning and look in the bucket, all 50 crabs are still there, and you're thinking, there was no lid, why didn't they just escape? They tried. Some of them tried. But when a crab tried to es escape that bucket, the other crabs would see it 
and drag it back down, claw at it, pull down the other crabs, and not allow any crabs to escape. Who are the crabs in our life? Because here's the deal, and you probably have seen this, and you're probably seeing it right now. When you change, and you make a decision to live a healthier life, when you change, you become a threat to everybody in your life who's not changing. You're going to get comments. You're going to get people talking on social media about you. But the most important relationship you have in this world is not your wife, it's not your coworker, it's you, it's your body, it's your thoughts. That's the most important relationship you have. So how do we get rid of these crabs? How do we live a life on purpose with our purpose? I encourage you not to do this right now, but sometime soon, this exercise where you grab a blank piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, a line at the top, so you're kind of forming a cross. Upper left, write the word chargers. Upper right, write the word drainers. And then think of all the people in your life, the people who you have a conversation with and they charge you up, you're inspired, they support you, they're happy for you, authentically care about you. They go on the left side, chargers. It might be a short list, be aware. And on the right side, the people who are gossiping, talking about the news, saying Keto's gonna give you a heart attack, people who are complaining, they drain you. You feel drained after you speak to them. Once you do that audit, then it's clear. You spend more time with the people on the side that's charging you up and spend less time with the drainers. That activity, this exercise will change your life if you do it. I promise you, I do it once a year. <laughs> you made the cut, Richard. <laughs> if, if you don't hear from Ben after, you can put on the list. <laughs> a couple more things as I wrap up. I got um, six more minutes. I got some time. So, strongest vitamin in the world. Jess knows about this. This vitamin is anti-inflammatory. It helps produce oxytocin dopamine, serotonin, it helps you sleep, helps you lose weight, helps with your energy, helps with your focus. Sounds like a miracle drug, right? Kind of is, but you can't put it in a pill and sell it, technically. Dr. Joe Dispenza has done brain scans on individuals at his conferences who took vitamin G, and then he looked at their brains and their bodies, and he saw 1,200 chemical reactions take place instantaneously to put the body and the brain in an anti-inflammatory healing state when they took vitamin G. It's gratitude, my friends. <laughs> vitamin G will change your life. Practicing gratitude will change your life because what you appreciate, appreciates. Universal law, you might, some of you might be saying, Ben, you're getting a little too much woo-woo here. <laughs> this is not woo-woo, there's science, and this is a universal law. You might think gravity is woo-woo, I don't believe in gravity, Ben, it's woo-woo. Well, check this out. Whether you believe in it or not, it's a fact. Same thing with this, what you feed energy to expands. There's a part of your brain called the RAS, the reticular activation system. There's millions of things happening every day and your brain needs to be able to filter that out. Otherwise you go crazy, you burn out. So you have this part of your brain called the reticular activation system, so the size of, your, size of your pinky, and it filters out the stuff you don't need. And whatever you're feeding it, you see more of. You just bought a red truck, all of a sudden you see red trucks all over the place. Are those red trucks new? 
or have they always been there? They've always been there, but now you've activated RAS. Let's say this in a different way. When you're focusing on what's not working for you, you get more things to not work for you. If you're thinking about all the things in your relationship that you don't appreciate with your partner, that's all you're gonna see. But when you focus on what you do appreciate about yourself, about your partner, about your journey, you get more of that. What you appreciate appreciates. Vitamin G will change everything for you. And if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, Dr. Wayne Dyer said. Last thing is it's important for your health and for the world to stop following the crowd and start following your purpose. To live on purpose with your purpose. In the absence of clearly defined goals, we become strangely loyal to performing daily trivia until ultimately we become enslaved by it. I'm gonna link this to your health. So what do you think is the primary cause of why people have their first heart attack or stroke? Shout it out, what do you think? Stress. Stress. That's it, just stress. That's a pretty good answer. Diet. Yeah, diet, yeah. So most common answers would be being obese, smoking, bad fats and cholesterol. But there was a book that came out in uh, 1988 or 1989 uh, called Recovering the Soul, Dr. Larry Dossie, medical doctor. In this book, now this is the late 80s, this might have changed, but in this book, they had a study that predicted when people had their first heart attack, 85% of the time accuracy. Most people have their heart attacks in the United States Monday morning between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. That's when the majority of them were going to jobs that they hate. When you're not living on purpose with your purpose, that is inflammatory. You're blocking the innate intelligence. When you live on purpose with your purpose, that is anti-inflammatory. But here's the cool thing. If you're going through a challenge right now, that challenge could become your purpose. I was obese and suicidal. I lost my dad to the complications of diabetes. All challenges that now have turned into my purpose. So don't forget that. If you're going through a challenge, it's a beautiful thing. We're here to support you. On the opposite side is a beautiful world that you could enter into. Challenges could be a gift to you right now. Most people, they tiptoe their way through life hoping to land safely on doors. They live uh, on death's door. They live one year 70 times instead of 70 years or 100 years. So the last thing I'm gonna leave you with is this. The odds of winning your national lottery is one in 176 million but many of you still buy the ticket. The odds of getting into a plane crash is one in 3.7 million. Many of you still take the flight. Many of you flew here. I flew here myself from Miami. Odds of getting into a car accident, one in 4,000. Many of you still drive. The odds of actually being born on planet Earth and existing is one in 400 trillion. Yet, people are still asking the question, is my life worth living? Am I good enough? Why am I doing things that make me unhappy? Why do I give my body crappy food? Because one day, you're gonna wake up and there's no longer going to be time to do the things you always wanted to do. Do it now. I want everybody to turn that one day, yep. When you think about what you're learning this weekend, what you're learning on YouTube University and Dr. Google and all this amazing information, it's fantastic. But it's the action, the consistent action, the frequency creates the genius. The frequency creates the genius. 
While our friends treat their health casually and end up a stat and a casualty, we take ownership. And here's how it works. Instead of thinking, one day I'm going to implement what I learned, instead of thinking, one day I'm going to do that, one day I'm going to start that relationship, that business, one day I'm going to take that leap of faith, let's take one day and turn one day into day one, today. Today is the day to make that change. This is my social media. We have our YouTube channel, our podcast, TikTok, Instagram. Um, I want to just say how much vitamin G I have for all of you. Thank you for your energy, your time, and your enthusiasm. Love and appreciation to all of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that lecture. If you want to watch the video format, go to youtube.com slash ketocamp. If you want my slides, just email me support at ketocamp.com, camp with the K. Go get registered for our upcoming Keto Challenge. It's going to be our best one yet over at ketocampchallenge.com. Share this episode with a friend and please leave the show a rating and a review. I love you. I appreciate you, Keto Camper. I've got a lot of vitamin G for you. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.